Like, if I could get rid of everything my grandma ever gave me, if I could burn her paintings that I have hanging in my living room, I will burn her paintings to the ground. <laughs> I will have her afghan that she handmade run over by a garbage truck. I'll smash all of her pictures. If you give me <laughs> one more day with her, one more day, you know, because the loss of a human being does not compare to the loss of stuff. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. I am diving right into today's episode because I just had a major epiphany and I just felt really called to speak to you guys about it right now. I literally, it's, don't judge me. It is 11.30 in the morning on a Friday, on a Friday. And I just poured myself a little splash of wine so that we could have this heart to heart because um, I just had so many realizations that just came like flashing right to me. I jotted down a few notes, but mostly this is just going to be you and I having a mind blowing conversation. Uh, so thank you for sitting with me here and being a part of this um, epiphany in my life, because I guarantee there are some of us who are really going to take something away from this. Like I guarantee this will give you some aha moments yourself, because I know a lot of us have struggled with these same types of things. So I had this realization. I went to the mailbox grabbed out some stuff. My birthday is on Monday. So I'm a few days away from being 37. And I pulled out a card from my father-in-law. I think I'm going to be 37. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> but I pulled out a card from my father-in-law and it just said, love dad at the bottom of the card. And that makes me so emotional because I have lost two dads. I've been really open with sharing that with you guys. I've lost them more than once which is something I have sort of shared, maybe haven't completely dived into, but I will today. So I just felt so moved and happy that I married into this family that has just completely accepted me and embraced me. I busted out my phone naturally and started recording a TikTok, just talking about how, you know, my husband's brothers, they've always called me sis. Hey sis, what's going on? My husband's sister always called me sis. And, um, you know, 
his brother's wife. She's always called me such. We've just referred to each other as direct family members. And as someone who never really had a solid family unit growing up, that just means so much to me. And I was just saying it. And toward the end of my TikTok, I had this realization like, oh my God, I, I don't remember the words I was even saying, but that I struggled with letting people go. I struggled with letting people go. And I was like, oh, holy shit. I wonder if that is tied to why I'm so passionate about minimalism and letting go. Um, so if you don't know, abandonment fears are, of course, just this fear of being abandoned, the fear of being left, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of, you know, maybe if I can keep people happy enough, they'll stick around. Maybe it was my fault. And this constant fear, and it's been such a big part of my life, especially something I've been more open about and more realization lately was having these quote unquote stepdaughters, uh, part of me the whole time of helping raise them and being here for them. I love them and wanted to show up for them, but there was also a very guarded part of me that was so afraid that they wouldn't choose me, that they would leave me, that, uh, everything that I had, like, if I let myself love and care too much or let them know that I loved and cared, that it would be that much more painful. It, it's really scary being that vulnerable and open. Um, and that's something I shared during Mary Jane's wedding. She's my, our oldest daughter, my oldest stepkid, whatever you want to call her, that I, I really stayed very guarded because she was so much cooler than me. I thought for sure she wouldn't want to have me be a part of her life anymore. And it was a really big, scary thing. So these abandonment fears have really been a huge part of my life, have been a huge part of my uh, self-growth journey. And I just want to take a quick second to dive into how I figured out that I have these fears and where they came from. So I'm a, I'm a kook. When I first started my minimalist journey, you know about me by now. It was also a spiritual journey. So I started consuming spiritual material. I started reading books uh, and no topic goes really off limits. You know, I knew what I had been currently doing wasn't working. So I was open to all suggestions. And one of the books that I read was The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley. Oh, I want to say Bradley Cooper. And we all know that it's not Bradley Cooper. Um, I'm so sorry. I can't think of his name, um, but it's called The Emotion Code, Dr. Bradley something. Okay. So The Emotion Code was written by Dr. Bradley Nelson and the body keeps the score, brain, mind, and body in the healing of trauma by Bessel van der Kolk, MD. So those are the two books. Like that one's the more recent one. I know it got a lot of um, attention in the last few years. So that's why I wanted to mention that one. But in Dr. Bradley's book, in The Emotion Code, he walks through this process of finding these emotions that we have trapped in our bodies. Because a lot of times we don't know that they're there. We, we never allow ourselves to fully feel these trapped emotions, which is just so bananas and is a topic for literally probably the next podcast that I'm going to be recording. But I went through and did it. And what it is, is like a printed out sheet that he has made with different emotions set in different boxes. You do not look at the emotions and go, oh, that one. I struggle with that one because I wouldn't have been able to do that. It's a way of asking your body using muscle testing. Now you might think this is crazy. You might be like, yeah, I've totally heard of muscle testing. Either way, hear me out because the realizations that it brought me to, I mean, they're real. It was very real. So I went through and muscle tested without looking at the emotion charts and would repeatedly see that I had trapped 
abandonment issues. And it was something that I had not realized up until that point. And it made so much sense because like I said, I was always afraid of letting myself love the girls too much. I was, I constantly, especially in the early parts of our relationship, constantly tried to leave my husband. (laughs) I repeatedly tried to leave him when he was my boyfriend, when he was my fiance, before I had a kid, whenever there was like a major point in our life, I was like, I should just leave now. I'm going to leave now because it's going to be so much more painful if I stick around. When, you know, when I found out when he proposed, I was so happy. And then I was like, we're going to get married. It's going to fall apart. And he's going to cheat on me. We're going to get divorced. Everything's going to come burning down flames. I should just go now. I'll just leave now. And then I won't have to deal with that. When I had my baby, I was like, he's going to stop paying attention to me. He's going to stop leaving. We're not going to have the same relationship anymore. It's just going to be me and this baby. I should just leave now. Like I had this crazy narrative that told me that believed so strongly that my happiness was doomed. Um, when it came to loving relationships or family relationships like that. So that is kind of the lowdown of my abandonment fears. This is me being vulnerable, but also, I mean, I'm totally open. I'm an open book. So let's talk about it. These started when, um, the the ones that were in the emotion code, you know, I don't specifically remember anymore. I should have kept the sheet where I wrote everything down. Uh, but I know, you know, my mom divorced my stepdad, around the same time that my dad divorced my stepmom. So in the span of like two years, I went through two different divorces. And a lot of times people think, well, those were just step parents. And it's like, yeah, they're step parents, but I love people so big. Anybody who's ever crossed my path, I just love you forever. Like, so if we've ever met in person or we've ever like had a single conversation, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. (laughs) Maybe not quite that intense, but I, I am a big lover of people so much, especially, you know, people who reciprocate. And it wasn't only the loss of my step parents, but my step families. So, you know, my stepmom and I lost a stepbrother. And with my stepdad, I lost his whole family, all these cousins that they had been my cousins and they were all just gone in the matter in a matter of a few years. And then I moved uprooted had a new stepdad, lived in a new school, and it was just a lot of loss. And, you know, then my stepdad, who my mom had divorced, we would have occasional visits, but that's the thing with a step parent. You don't get mandatory visits. That doesn't happen. You're just, just over. And so we would keep seeing him, but then he started dating another woman, and she was really intimidated by him having a relationship with me. So he stopped having a relationship with me. And when we got our relationship back, he got diagnosed with cancer and then he moved. And I was, my true narrative, if I'm being really honest with you guys, was why me? Why can't I have this dad? Why can't I have this happiness? Because my same, my biological dad left me Christmas Eve. He had gotten really mad at me for, um, you know, becoming a teenager. Basically, I was becoming a teenager and he didn't like it. And he left me Christmas Eve, left me in a puddle of tears. And then he died. Uh, when I was 19, it was just, I'm so when I say I have these abandonment fears, I'm just telling you, they are like back to back abandonment fears, uh, repeatedly throughout my childhood, which led me into being this, you know, broken mom, stepmom, wife, who was just trying so hard to allow myself to, to have faith that maybe my relationships would work out. Okay, I just feel like you really need to know that to understand if you don't understand abandonment fears and how it was so clearly tied to my minimalist journey. And I didn't realize that. So my abandonment fears 
were definitely peaked when I paused. I'm going, okay, when I started minimalism, how was I feeling on the abandonment level? You know, like I said, I used to try to walk out of my husband. I put up all these walls all the time. Um, at the time, after we moved into the house, into our dream house, our big house, you know, we started to have wedges between us because there was so much work to do in the house. My husband, you know, Tom was super overwhelmed with the payment of the house. And I was trying extra hard to work more to make sure he wasn't financially stressed. I was like, I'll earn more so he won't be so financially stressed. So I'm working more. We're both working on the house more. He's kind of got this money fear, this unspoken money fear that's happening between us. And there was a major wedge that happened in our relationship because of it, which naturally triggered my abandonment fears. And for so long, I tried and tried and tried to like extra please him, make him super happy, make sure everything was okay, because I was afraid uh, that we were going to lose everything that we had built for over the last seven years. You know, at that time we had been married for around seven years. Um, and I started just focusing on myself, which started my minimalist journey, my spiritual journey. And I started wanting to find myself and connect with myself. So that is hundred percent where it started, where I, I talk about how I went into my closet and started decluttering anything that I had been wearing for other people, you know, to, understand and find who I was more. But then I, when I had that realization of let's downsize the house, let's get rid of this stuff. We don't need it. It was very much like, I think I felt so out of control and afraid of losing my family that and not like they were going to die or anything, but divorce, you know, I, I was afraid and not even divorce, but just the separation that had happened between Tom and I, because he and I had always been like, best friend, husband, wife. And that wasn't there anymore. It was just like that where people say that roommate, it was just like a partnership where we were just kind of operating like a functional ship together, you know, and I hated it. And I was so afraid of losing what we had and what we had built and what we had worked toward. Because at this point I had stopped trying to leave him all the time. You know, <laughs> I knew I wanted this guy around. Uh, and so I was like, let's just, let's get rid of the house. You know, it's causing this wedge. It's causing you to financially worry. We're always having to upkeep it. You know, I'm working harder to try to afford payments and stuff. And I don't want to spend my life like this. This isn't worth it, which leads me to this major realization. And which is so true. We all know it on some fundamental level. And that is that people trump stuff every time, you know, losing stuff, losing my home, getting rid of stuff, I don't care what decluttering anything from my life is way less painful than the loss of a human being from my life. Believe me. You could take, burn my whole house down. And I think we are all on the same page, burn my whole damn house to the ground, but get my family out safe. Right? Like if I could get rid of everything my grandma ever gave me, everything my grandma ever touched, if I could burn her, her, her paintings that I have hanging in my living room. I will burn her paintings to the ground. <laughs> I will have her Afghan that she handmade run over by a garbage truck. I'll smash all of her pictures. If you give me <laughs> one more day with her, one more day, you know, because the loss of a human being does not compare to the loss of stuff. And I didn't want my life to become so consumed with this need for stuff. I didn't want to be that person who had to cling to the dream house because it was the dream, you know, 
I didn't want to be that kind of person because that stuff doesn't matter. It was so unimportant. And I was so willing to let go of any of that crap if it was preventing me from showing up fully and embracing and experiencing the human relationships that were happening in my life. Because I ultimately know all my relationships will come to an end, death, right? We are going to lose the people we love the most. And if our stuff is hindering us from showing up fully for our life, get rid of it. It just doesn't matter. It, it, it pales in comparison to anything, you know? And people might not even be aware, but I hear so many people say, you know, oh, I don't have enough room for my kids to sleep in my house. I've got, I've got three bedrooms, but I, they're all full. Or, you know, I'm so embarrassed to have my friends over. My house is such a mess. Or for me, it was, you know, constant hustling at a job, constant cleaning of a house. When So that was taking my time, truly siphoning my time from my life. It was taking time from my life. It was taking the days away from me and all to manage what? All for what? So that I could say I finally made it into my dream neighborhood and the dream house that I always wanted, but that's not the dream. The maintaining of the house was not the dream. I didn't realize that came along with it. <sighs> Which in case you haven't picked up on, Decluttering is an emotional thing. And I am just realizing now how emotional it is slash was for me. You know, I've joked about, I've talked about how when my grandma did pass away, I went to my mom's house and started decluttering my mom's house. When my stepdad died, I was so stressed out because my house had been completely decluttered. There was nothing to get rid of. Um, and it, it's almost like I have used it as a tool to control what I can in my life, which I've known that. I've known that I've used decluttering as a tool to control what I can. When everything feels like pure effing chaos, at least I'm in charge of my stuff. At least I can control this and I can create harmony and peace in my home when I cannot create it in my life. You know, those times when you're in the midst of grief and hurt and pain and loss, there's no cleaning up your heart right away right? You have to sit in it. We just have to sit in those emotions, but at least I can control my space around me. Um, and that's what I did. When those abandonment fears kicked in, I started getting rid of stuff. It's so funny, you know, this fear of loss and my solution to it was to get rid of stuff, to get it out of my life, but just the wrong stuff. I wanted the wrong stuff gone so that I could keep the right stuff around. Uh, hopefully this gives you some nuggets to think on today, whether you struggle with abandonment fears or not. I, you know, or if, if you've been feeling stuck with stuff, if you feel like you still have a hurdle to jump over, um, if you struggle with letting go of things, I hope this can put into perspective a little bit, just how unimportant so much of that stuff is and how we give it so much weight that it doesn't deserve. Now, this was an impromptu podcast for you. I'm so glad we got to connect over it. Uh, but it also happens to perfectly align with my quantum leap decluttering workshop that I've got coming up in June. Uh, this is the first one ever. I really doubt it's going to be the last because I'm so excited about it. Uh, if you really need help and support with 
this kind of decluttering with the letting go, not just the steps and the processes for how to clear your space and how to turn hangers around in your closet. Those things are helpful. Absolutely. But if you want to get down to the nitty gritty and really maybe bare your soul with me uh, and make true space, not only in your home, but in your life, uh, come sign up. Come sign up for the, the, the Quantum Leap Decluttering Workshop. You can tap the link in the show notes or you can head to reneebennis.com forward slash QLD. I know I would love to have you there. I feel like this could be an amazing revolution for all of us. Revolutions, revelations, all of it. Um, thank you for holding space for me today. And I truly hope that I left you with, yeah, more than you had when you came but in a good way. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.